Friends, our second lesson is the familiar story of Saul's conversion on the road to Damascus. If you remember, Saul was the Hebrew name of the Apostle Paul, who grew up as a Pharisee. He was trained in the strict and rigorous religious law of that community. Listen now to the ninth chapter of the book of Acts, verses 1 through 19. Meanwhile, Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any who belonged to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound back to Jerusalem. Now, as he was going along and approaching Damascus, Suddenly, a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Saul asked, Who are you, Lord? The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city and you will be told what you are to do. Now the men who were traveling with Saul stood speechless because they heard the voice, but saw no one. So Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. For three days he was without sight, and he neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and he answered, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight, And at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. At this moment, he is praying, and he has seen in the vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man how much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has the authority from the chief priests to bind all who invoke your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for Saul is an instrument whom I have chosen to bring my name before Gentiles and kings and before the people of Israel. I myself will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias went and entered the house. He laid his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on your way here has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and his sight was restored. 
Then he got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we are a people who have gathered this day to hear your word, to acknowledge that you are Lord of our lives, and so it is our prayer that everything that is human would fall away, that even the scales of our own eyes would fall away so that we can see and hear where you are calling us to do and be your people in the world. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Easily one of the greatest privileges of being a minister is that you get to hear other people's stories of faith. You get to hear when they have followed and when they have not, when their faith has grown and when they have doubted and at every turn. I feel grateful to hear those stories. And there was a woman in this congregation that many of you know, Janelle Bates. She passed away a couple of years ago, but she was a lifelong Presbyterian. And when I first moved here, I would go visit her at her home. And I will tell you that I wondered the first visit or so if we would have anything in common. Janelle was of a completely different generation. She had the most perfect manners and I did not. But Janelle always welcomed me with open arms, and she was very transparent about her walk of faith. And once we were talking and I said to her, Janelle, was it hard for you to accept women being preachers and ministers? And she said, you know, I don't know that it was really hard for me because for a long time after women were ordained in our denomination, it just never came up in the churches that she was in. It wasn't something that she encountered. But she said, I can tell you exactly when I changed my mind. She said that a few years after women were ordained, she went to the general assembly of our denomination. She wanted to take part in the church in some way, and she went to all the leadership things about Presbyterian women, and she said that one day at the assembly, they had a presentation, and the presentation was this, that churches were growing and there were not enough ministers. There simply weren't enough ministers. And so all were being encouraged to identify in young people gifts for ministry and to support them in that. And I will tell you as an aside that for many, many, many years, Janelle supported the Fund for Theological Education. And so she goes and she hears about this need for ministers and then they have a worship service. And she said she was sitting there and a passage was read she had heard many times before. But the passage was this. Jesus says to his disciples, If you love me, feed my sheep. And Janelle said it was like the scales fell from her eyes, that there were people who were hungry for the word of God and there was no one to feed them. Who was she to say that women could not feed the sheep with word and sacrament? 
Our passage today is about blindness and scales falling from eyes. It's about change and about courage, and it starts with Paul. Saul at that time was a leader of the Pharisees. He believed that it was in God's interest for him to squash this new sect of Christians who were following that renegade Messiah. And Paul was so very sure that this is what God wanted him to do that he was willing to kill people. He was present at the stoning of Stephen. And after Stephen is stoned to death, Paul tells them that it was the right thing to do. He's so very sure that all of these Christians should go away that he goes to the leaders in Jerusalem and said, give me your permission to go out and find these people who are following the way of Jesus Christ. I'll find them and I'll bring them back. I'll bring them back bound. And maybe they'll be stoned, but they will be held accountable for their waywardness. So very sure of what God wanted him to do and be. Maybe it's because he was so very sure that the only way God could get his attention was by blinding him. But isn't it a lovely metaphor to think that Paul saw everything so clearly and in fact he was blind to what God was doing in the world. God takes his sight to get his attention and to let him know that Jesus Christ is who God has called that it is actually God in the flesh who has been with them. Paul is forever changed in a really difficult and painful way. But we also have Ananias, and he's got his own change to go through because when God speaks to him, Ananias is faithful the way every Old Testament prophet is. Here I am, Lord, ready to do what you ask. And when he tells him to go see Saul, Ananias' response is, but that could get me killed. And it was true. Going to see Saul as a follower of Jesus Christ could easily get him killed. But the Lord God says, go. And Ananias is courageous, and he believes God, and he goes and he finds Saul. Here's the thing, friends. Every time we walk into this place and we worship God, we are acknowledging that we don't have all the answers. Every time you walk into a sanctuary and prepare your heart for worship, you are acknowledging that God is God and we are not, that God's ways are not our ways. And so we have to also acknowledge that we might be wrong about a thing or two or 50. God gets Saul's attention by blinding him, and it begs the question, what are the things that even though our eyes are open, we may be blind to? Where is God calling us? And to read this story is to recognize two things. One is that all change happens because of God's graciousness. Ananias doesn't go to Saul and give him the five reasons why he should suddenly become a Christian. 
Instead, he just follows where God leads him. Friends, all change of heart is the work of the Holy Spirit. Maybe there's an Ananias in your life who has spoken the words you need to hear, but make no mistake, it's all the work of the Holy Spirit. And the other thing this passage shows us is that true change really only happens through love. Ananias gets up and he goes to see Saul, and what are the first words he says to him? Brother Saul. Ananias offers him love and the laying on of hands so that Saul can finally see. If we are a people who can be wrong so easily, and if we are a people who believe in God and God's goodness, that means we have to be a people who are always asking that our eyes be opened. And when our brothers and sisters are in that place where change is needed or when they don't understand, the only response is, Oh, Brother Saul, let me put my hands on you and give you love, the same love and graciousness that the Lord God has given to us. I don't know all the ways that my beliefs about God and the church are wrong. I can tell you the long list of the ways I've discovered I've been wrong in the past. But I trust that God is gracious. And I trust that God is at work in the world. And I ask that the Lord God would help me see and that I would love those who are still in the dark, like Saul and like Ananias. Thanks be to God, and amen.